Thanks for joining us again this week. Welcome to episode 124 of Tattoo Collecting 101, right here on Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Network, a community where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and all those curious about the world of tattooing are engaged to join these live stream and world, real world events. We aim to educate and inspire one another to create better art and tattoos and to ultimately leave the community a better place than how we found it. We stream out most days of the week, so be sure to check out the full schedule of events we have going on, as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class artists at reinventingthetattoo.com. You can also find us on our Roku channel, as well as all your favorite podcast platforms. So just search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us. And real quick, we just want to say thank you to the sponsors that make this network possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, which has the largest, most comprehensive resource of tattoo events going on in the world right now as well as Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels, as well as thank you to our affiliates at the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, we just want to say thank you to Guy Atchison, who's the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. You can go to guyatchison.com to get your copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original paintings, today. And if you enjoy the knowledge we're putting out, be sure to share it with a friend and watch another video. And as you can see this week, we're all digital. Trying to remove it. There we go. Boom. Kyle, that was the best intro ever. You what know why? Because he was rushing through. He knew I was doing something. I thought it was just because his nerves were easier because you weren't there to give him a hard time about it. I will give him a hard time all the time. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. today's episode, we have Avery, I'm not sure how to say his last name, Bat, Badenhop, Avery Badenhop joining us. Um, Adam hit me up a few days ago, Mr. France, and said he had a rad client. Yeah, uh, he uh, had a rad client who was excited to join us for an episode, and as it turns out, he's currently being tattooed right now. So mm-hmm. I think from the sounds of it, once he's done with Maddie, who's working on his chest, he'll be joining us. So I guess he's like an adventurer and a skydiver and looks like he's covered in tattoos from his most uh, recent post that I saw. It looked like Adam just did his armpit or close to his armpit. So well, a collector. Yeah, a collector, a skydiving collector. So I think a skydiving collector, a skydiving daredevil <laughs> collector. Um, and then also this past weekend, uh, we had the Chicago Expo, the Villain Arts show. <laughs> awesome show! It was huge. I have a little bit of footage to share, um, but it was really a big show. Um, I heard there's over a thousand booths. There wasn't yeah. over a thousand, but it felt like there were over a thousand. I think there were like eight hundred. They were I in the eight hundreds for sure. So eight hundred, a thousand, it's close. So yeah. Philly is this year, Philly was bigger by about thirty booths. So rumor has it, next year Troy is adding a hundred booths to the Chicago show. So it'll be the biggest show. So it will be oh, just shy of a thousand booths. So it's crazy. Well, one of the things, one of the things that I realized about these giant shows after doing Philly a couple months ago and then doing this one this past weekend, 
It's too much to take in. It's too much. I want Healy's. Maybe, maybe if I had Healy's or a longboard with me, uh, Jess uh, from True Tattoo Supply, she and I were joking around about having longboards with us all weekend to scoot around, and it might have made things easier, but it was so congested once the place filled up, like when it was like set up, tear down, or like the couple of hours that the floor was open before the show started, it was just artists. We could have skated right. around easily, but once it was filled, it was like filled. Um, well, that's there, that's there, Adam's gig, the videographer he skates every convention every time he can yep uh it, again when it was not too busy he was skating around too but once it got busier you just it was just too many people it was to the point where like i'd try to walk up to the stage to see what was going on and capture footage and it would just be like people 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 and i couldn't like get there fast enough to get to the thing and then gotcha. like to get like views of the booths i had to like wait for a whole aisle to clear out which took me standing there like patiently just standing for a second so i could like you know how i like to pan and capture the whole so what you're saying is you stood in the middle wide style and blocked the aisle yeah yeah i just looked like more awkward with my camera because you know how sometimes people see the camera and they like duck and do weird things <laughs> yeah. so if i just looked like i was doing things with it people would just spread away from me so i could get like a shot of which which artists were in which aisles and um but it's it's crazy it's crazy how many people are under one roof but it's crazy how many artists are under one roof um the amount of work that was being done and like to see a convention of this size and see that there aren't sleepers like it was just a, like there were tons of artists who i had never heard of because it's just a show of that magnitude there were just a ton of right. new artists to me but the work was good i've been to shows before where like you don't know artists and you look at their portfolio and it's like oh that's why i don't know you you're oh, not yeah. there yet that's, you're, that's you're not why. there yet but this was like you know i don't know if if there's I just think our industry is growing leaps and bounds. It's it's just amazing big pieces going on all weekend long. Right. Um, I know the majority of the artists came and were booked for the weekend, but those that weren't pretty much, you know, had their weekend filled up or they like chose to go participate in other things. So, <laughs> you know. Well, let's roll some of that beautiful bean footage while we've got some time here. All right, hold on and, just a uh, sec. I would love to see some shy town. Yeah, absolutely. Hold on just a sec. Gotta get to the right file. Kyle, how's your week been? Not too bad, hanging in there. How about yours? I feel that for my soul. <laughs> Lots of hanging in there. Yeah, it's it. one of those weeks, you know. It it is. It's been one of those past months, um, but you know, it's cool. It's, it'll yeah. be fine. I'm uh, I'm just working away, glasses. cranking away at the painting as well. Nice. Yeah. I saw the one you were working on the other day on the interwebs. Thank oh, you. there we go. There we go. Mm. This you was, just uh, want to share on screen for a while? There we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was just, this was before the show started. So I believe this was actually Thursday night. I went through and got a little bit of footage before we jumped in and started setting up. Well, we did a little bit of your live. 
um, while you're setting up as well. So this could be the next morning. Then I can't remember for sure, but I think I got just a little bit of footage as soon as we got there before we even unloaded the truck or anything. So rad. That's the beauty of all the equipment being so small and being able to uh, be so mobile. One, two, three, go. Well, the the first little while we were doing this, I took everything with me because I wasn't sure what I was going to need. Um, whereas now, you know, I've done this enough times that I know there's Chuck Toth. He's awesome. Showing off his baby. Hi, Chuck. Um, <laughs> oh, look at those cheekers. Oh, I got distracted by the child. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah. Baby cheeks. They, they. But but yeah, this was a this was a it, it's crazy to think like Ben, you and I are close enough to Derb and uh the whole Hell City crew that we see how much work they put in to organizing Hell City and you know, Hell City's right. less than two hundred booths, like way less than two hundred. And to see a show that's literally four Jesus. and a half times that size, just imagine the t team that Troy must have. Like, right. you know, we we talk about how much of a machine the well, they definitely the villain have a, arts. A, the villain arts crew definitely has a has a, a solid crew, um, but they also do a lot of local union subcontracting. So a lot of times when you go to their shows, the people that are on the uh, maintenance staff that are on the janitorial staff and the building staff um, look at this line and, drape and all these places they're generally a subcontracted local company so they've really nailed down who to subcontract with to make sure that they have these shows go off without a hitch um, i think i, I kind of think a lot of that goes to picking out the right venues look at how long oh, this line is this is before the show opened friday this line just like circles all the way around this huge room. And this is why I like hanging out with you guys because we just go in the back door. Yeah, it's it's just. And it, this line stayed like this for a few hours. Um, in Philly, it just filtered and filtered and filtered here. I think there was enough room in this nice little lobby area that it just kind of like serpented, serpented through the room. So everybody didn't have to. Yeah, that word. Everybody didn't have to wait out in the cold like like in Philly, um, but this venue was really nice uh, for being like a concrete floor convention center. It was really nice. There was a Starbucks in the building, so we didn't have to worry about like coming and going with food. You know, that's kind of a concern when we're stuck there for, you know, three and a half days, essentially. Um, there's Troy. You see him in his suit. Nice. Carl in the red. Um, I don't know if you guys know what Troy Temple looks like, but he was just on the screen a second ago. One of my favorite things about Troy, there he is right by the sign still. One of my favorite things about Troy is his jackets. He always wears the craziest, loudest, like sports coats. I mm -hmm. just love it. And then you combine that with rolling around the convention on his little scooter with the horns. Right. Troy, if I had a spirit animal, it might be you. It might be you, sir. No, he's, he's a good dude. Here's another cool thing about Troy. Um, he's right there working with the people up front, taking people's tickets and stamping them. So it, it's pretty cool. As big as Villain Arts is and as many cities as they're in and as big of a machine as it is, Troy's still hands-on with every every step, as you can see here. Isn't that cool? That is super cool. Oh, he's playing with his phone, but... <laughs> 
Oh, there's the Starbucks. We got so much coffee there, they started just giving it to us. Nice. Durb and I got hooked up with two rounds of coffee. for And for four people, like, that's a pretty solid, like, thanks, universe. Well, you guys probably also dropped enough in the tip jar for them to remember who you were. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think maybe that had something to do uh... with it. I mean, we've hung out a few times, and our server's never been like, well, gee golly, I wish you guys would have left more money. <laughs> gee golly. Look at these giant pieces. I just well, feel like everywhere I turned, it was just huge, ready-to-compete work. In Spain. I do think the entire weekend I didn't make it to every booth. I tried. <laughs> oh, Solon. Uh, I saw Dana Brunson only for a few minutes because it was just huge. I didn't get a chance to make it around to visit with him again. Durbin, I walked by once later in the show, but he was away and we didn't make our way back. So I think as a, as a team, this is probably our last show for a little bit. I might hit some other local shows that I'm able to drive to, but I think we're kind of just gearing up for Hell City. So for the next yep. little bit, we'll probably be talking about Hell City more than anything. So that's a cool thing about the Chicago show being, you know, as, as big and like a milestone event. Now we've got the next couple of months like to recover get ready i just feel like we've kind of been heavy on the conventions the last couple months it's like every two weeks we're doing another one it, it seems to be like non-stop now it used to be you got a little bit of break between it and there was like a convention season um there is no longer a convention season it is just all year all year go 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 now, a couple scenes ago, there was, if you saw that big red sacred ink banner that was I Adam did. Everett, um, he gave me a whole uh, one-ounce set to try out. So I will be working with that ink over the next few weeks and few months and seeing what it's hmm. about. Um, you know, I'm really open-minded about the ink that I use, but, you know, I like, I've, I've got, like... I'm going to say over half of my colors are still star bright, but I have integrated a few brands in there that I really like. Um, so I'm op optimistic about this sacred ink. If hey, on, do you know what I integrated into my system? What'd you integrate into your system? Shading. <gasps> ben! <laughs> How's that mag? Um, I used the little one for now, just trying to figure out how the feel is and it did it did all right it did all right well good i don't, I don't know if i sent you a picture of it or not um i think so should i bounce are, are you comfortable if i share it on instagram so we can uh, screen share uh, it yes i mean if no we'll wait we'll wait till it's, it's something fine. you're proud of no, yeah i sent it to you that's no, fine just don't, yeah. zoom no, don't zoom in <laughs> <laughs> it's not wretched yeah, I sent it to you. Okay. Boom. Boom. 
We've got the snail so, trail. <laughs> we've got so many snails in this conversation. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Send these to the Insta. Kyle, it looks like Avery joined you. Yeah, we got Avery here with us. Awesome. Hey, hey. I don't I don't think I have a ton ton of footage to to get through for Chicago. Um like I said it was it was almost too crowded to like get good thoughtful video. I had to right. like wait for my opportunities. Um. Yeah. Oh, they're just starting to set up for the awards. It's crazy once they get all those trophies out. It's just like a sea of gold. Wow, there's so many people that want some whiskey. Right, thank you. I'm a fan there's of whiskey. There... With so many people, how many categories did they have? Um, man, there are so many because they break black. Like there's small, large, and extra large, black and gray in color, and then you've got the sleeves. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of stinking categories. Also, they. They, I think they award through fifth place, not just third. Oh wow! So that's kind of cool for a show that's as big as this is. That you know, good piece, like enough good pieces get recognition. Um, I like the show we went to a while back where it was just three people in the category. What's the bleed over audio? Is that the video? I, I think we got background noise at the warehouse. Gotcha. Hey Kyle, could you yes. remind could you remind them that we're on air? Uh yeah, I will. Thank you. Hey you fucking uh, monkey, shut up. Thank you. That works. <laughs> yeah. Effective subtlety. I might be partial, but like, look at how nice our displays look. I'm going to give it up to you. It's like a sea of green. And then there's, look, look there's Brian. Brian in green. Aww. We got Brian our buddy Chris uniform. Taylor. <laughs> he makes me want to pinch his cheeks. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to cop on you. This is the tattoo that Dana Brunson was working on a few weeks when Kyle and I went over there. So that was it. Oh, nice. up. Crispy whips. So much good art going on. Tattoo punks, they took up like a huge chunk of an aisle and then down and around the corner. So they must have a huge studio or a huge team. 
Oh no, people. Oh no, people. It's so crazy to think that if so, let's say if there are 800 booths, we'll say each booth probably has two artists and maybe a help person, but probably in reality four people. And then you add in probably countless more like patrons and attendees of the show. It's just it's just nuts to think how big our community has grown. And this is just one show. You know, there are so many shows that are just a packed house like this. Um, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the tattoo tribe, if you will. And it's just crazy how big that tribe has grown. This is one of the pieces that I tried to keep an eye on all weekend, and it really developed into a cool piece. The first time I came around, he had just laid the stencil. Ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. It's on the leg, though, and this is the first day, so I don't think I he was even... I said what I said. Well, but like the <laughs> upper thigh, you know the upper outer thigh isn't that bad. It's not like a shin or a knee. Or a riblet. A riblet. Or that little that little pinchy spot next to the armpit, but like next to the pectoral that's not really either, but at least the spiciest pancake. Well, I'm glad to know all these spicy spots you're saying are the ones I've just recently got tattooed. Well, Kyle, when you jump into getting your torso tattooed first, it just helps you look forward to your arms that much more. It's a rough experience for sure. My first large tattoo was also my ribs, Kyle. Don't feel bad. You guys have like comparable, like on size and placement of your riblet tatties. You're, you guys jumped right in. Those are giant. Kyle had another session with. I jumped right in. Do you mean like 20 years ago? Or... <laughs> well, Still jumped in. You, that's a big commitment committing to something that's hip to armpit. That's, That's true. A lot. It is. That's true. That's true. It's a big commitment. Hey, I know that guy. I just normally say that, and then Fawn's like, "Oh, who? This guy?" And you'll know which name. one. So like, yeah, I thought you knew the one with the face tattoo. I. It normally is the guy with the face tattoo. Look at her knitting. Or crocheting, excuse me. Crocheting <laughs> while she's getting tattooed. Your hands, I, can't, your I can't do anything else when I'm getting tattooed. I am like in the moment of like trying to surrender to whatever is going on. I can't get my mind off of it enough to do anything else. I'm usually high as fuck, so. <laughs> that helps. I just like to enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. That definitely helps. We've got El Mexicano here. We see him at several shows. Um, he was in Detroit a few weekends ago. Um, he's added a lot of work to his collection. We've got Josh Short. We had him on a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll definitely be talking to Josh some more. I think Chuck, we saw him earlier with the baby. I think Chuck's going to be down to join us. Um, he prepared some new artwork and prints just for Chicago. So I take a minute to, like, zoom in on his stuff and his banner. Right. I like that um, he did his candy. He's just making... So I just... I went to a tattoo show in Chicago once. 
how many years ago did you go? I'm just going to look at this little, maybe. <laughs> Tattoo tour. Yeah, that's old. Back in the 90s, they had tattoo tour. Oh. That's yeah, probably before Villain Arts. It's what one of the OG shows. Yeah, because initially there was like really only, well, there was uh, the National Tattoo Association had theirs every year. And then in Europe, of course, they had their own thing going on, but it was uh, like even in Santa Rosa, they, you know, what did Bert Rodriguez had a thing in Santa Rosa? Yeah, it was mostly National Tattoo Association, but then there was it was something called the Tattoo Tour because I went to the Tattoo Tour in San Diego. That was in '93. And then there was again in, in Chicago. Yeah, tattoo tour in Chicago. Way back when there was nothing going on. What was on. I doing in 93? I don't know. I was in third <laughs> I was in third grade. Yeah. Oh my uh, little eight year old whippersnapper. See, this is why I don't do lettering anymore. <laughs> this is why I don't do it. Because people are just killing the game? Yeah, I mean, there for a while I considered myself a pretty decent calligrapher, but there are so many, like, fine line and lettering artists who have just, they can do so many things freehand that, you know, it's just so many layers further than what I delved with calligraphy. But I love it. Yeah, I got four tattoos at Tattoo Tour in San Diego. And I also got four tattoos at Tattoo Tour Chicago. Hitting it hard. Uh, Leo Zulueta. Who else is in there? Oh, Sharon. I don't know. There was this girl, Sharon, and she had all these tattoos from... Uh, tattoo artists and she had signatures all over her body of the tattoo artists nice. and so then in in 93 i had sharon tattoo her signature on me <laughs> speaking of crispy lettering like if you're gonna get a g on your face get a g on your face do it right. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you're going to do it, like, get it beautifully. and That's what I imagine I, the G on my face is going to look like. I love nice letters like this. Fun, you better get crispy because. You know what? I work with uh, Cam, so I'll just send the lettering to him. But fine. I just realized that this is mirrored. Sorry, anybody who's trying to read banners and they're all backwards. Oh, my brain gave up a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks for helping me notice, guys. 
I just thought I was having a dyslexic fit. I hit my pen like two more times and I was like, you know what, bro, just sit back. <laughs> I'm sitting here ripping my vape too. And you know, I'm also half dyslexic. Can't believe it just took me till now to notice. We're still friends, Mom. Well, thanks. I got a producer asking me a question. Give me just a second. <laughs> Foolproof Bloom. I heard oh, that name. Rad. Yeah, I, I heard that name so many times over the weekend. Just collectors walking around and like I look at their work and say who did it, and they'd say full full foolproof bloom. I can't talk. Dude. It's been hitting my vape too much. Do you remember Mr. Robert Kelly that helps at Hell City? Yes. Mr. Hell City Hottie himself. Is that where he's doing his apprenticeship? Yep, that's his studio. They killed it at Hell City this year too. Nice. Did you? Oh man, where was I going to go with that? I forgot. Oh, I was just going to say, did have we ever mentioned that Robert has officially started his apprenticeship? Is this the first time we've talked about it, Mister Hell City uh, Hottie himself? Maybe on air. I think you and I may have mentioned it between us. Yeah. Um, well, it's official. Mr. Hell City Hottie himself is uh, learning to tattoo. And I think, you know, just seeing him around the community and like interacting with us, our team, the like the whole Hell City crew, he's always so like down, like he's down mm -hmm. to help. He's down to like pitch in his time. He's um, awesome. He's he enjoys talking to a, people. He has a heavy hitting collection at this point with some really good work. He got a lot of work. Uh, recently, um, we should we should try to get him on. You know, that's a great idea. We, I'll I'll Kelly reach about, out. Yeah, Kelly's got that amazing back piece from Full Poop Room. Yep, I'm down. I just right, love when when somebody Indiana. who's. Mm -hmm. I just love when somebody who's already um just such a good friend of the community takes the leap and just learns how to tattoo <laughs> ben thomas <laughs> ben thomas it. it's all just for fun some people macrame i'm learning how to tatty blast I did have uh, someone tell me that if I ever wanted to sit down and uh, go over some finer points, they'd be more than will willing to sit with me. So there we go. I unmirrored it, guys. <sighs> My brain. It came back. There we go. I can't believe it took me that long to uh, notice that I had it mirrored, and it was that easy for me to find the setting to reverse it. What I am thinking is zoom and let me recognize that for a moment. Let's take a moment of silence for Bob's amazingness. I don't think it needs any moments of silence. It, why are you such a ruiner? I, <laughs> <laughs> there was a solid pause. That's enough. That's about the length of time I want my funeral to be.
And just a pause. Let's go. Just a little pause. I went and slept outside in the thunderstorm last night. Oh, I bet you feel phenomenal today, don't you? Whoa, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I mean, other than like, yeah, no, it was a blast. Good time. Lots Look of at that. wind. I, I got some details of detailed shots of these cars partially for you, Ben. Did you see that pinstriping? I've been trying not to oodle over them because the tattoo show. Not, they not were really nice. Show. Well, but did you these... see the 42 batteries he had in the back of that El Camino? I think probably I mean... stands on its face. Uh, well, throughout the weekend, he would shift it so it would be leaning different angles. But both of these cars were beautiful. You know, uh, my friend Clayton has turned me into a like classic car snob and yeah. uh, fortunately or unfortunately he's trained me to, to to like pick out flaws in cars like that like whether it's like orange peels chips that were filled in the wrong color um <laughs> uh a sloppy tape job etc but both of those cars were beautiful um you know, you see nothing but stellar black and gray work come from those guys. And you see beautiful, clean line work and all of their lettering as well. So I think it's kind of cool to show uh, both both talents. I thought it was kind of cool that they were able to bring their cars in and did. Um, you know, we talk about... Did they build their cars or are they just members oh, of a... Uh... No, they were they everything on the blue car everything on it was like hand tooled so it had like hand tooled uh scroll work and filigree through all of the the chrome on the bumpers the grill all the chrome Mm -hmm. trim that came down the door uh it was like and then once they lifted it up so you could see the underneath of it it was powder coated in purple and then everything that wasn't purple was chrome and also had beautiful scroll work etched into it so Mm -hmm. they were like extra extra and also very well done so it just that's that low low life man yeah low low is extra extra well some people cut corners with cars and i think i think what this demonstrates is if you're going to see every every inch of the process through to that degree with a car imagine what they're doing with a tattoo right um, like if you're if you're that good with all the processes to to achieve that complicated of an end piece of art, which I think a car of that caliber is, then it just sets the bar so high for the tattoo work that's going to be coming out. So this is everybody lining up for the competitions. Yeah, I would have needed Heelys to get around this this place because like i can't the the other end of the oh we got hugs room is not in frame sometimes why, i why you always gotta zoom in on this stuff i was just gonna say sometimes i accidentally get in too close just because i can with my camera you know i'm standing 35 feet away but look at me right in there like i'm standing well, up their shoulder oh, here we go as a service and a general announcement to the public, we should give some sort of warning um, before flesh hooks. Okay, I'll, that is a thing I should consider. Because it makes well, me... Um, hold up. Here we go. The most comfortable <laughs> right off the rip. Yeah, look at these guys. I love that they're yeah, walking exactly. around in the Hanya masks. Yay. 
I don't see a bracelet on him. Um, someone needs to check at the door, please. <laughs> they got the blue stamp. I don't, um, like, yeah, killer ass twerk. Nice bag pieces. They can put some clothes on. Okay, back to the meat hooks. Uh, if you got, I don't remember oh, how much of this I recorded. Only about as much as a refrigerator. Oh, oh man, out. later on, see the the <laughs> the redheaded girl there. She like grabs hold of him, and he's suspending both of them from those two hooks. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna he- take a minute. I'm hella skinny, and I think it would hurt. And look at this guy; he's all. Oh my goodness! Look at that. I don't know the amount of trust they have to have in each other to do this. I, first of all, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go sticking needles through my back piece. Like, nope, I'm not wrecking that work. It's okay, baby. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> I would just cry. I don't. Um, you know what? When I was filming this, I didn't realize that she was signing to the guy that was, you know pulling the rope to lift him. I didn't realize the system that they had until I'm watching it back now. I was watching how she was like communicating with him, not the guy with the rope. That was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, you guys can't hear the sound, but he did choose to be um, suspended to a Tech 9 song, if that helps in any way (laughs) for some reason there's an awful lot of people that get suspended to like icp and tech nine i don't i don't know what that means probably just helps pump them up i think it just means that a lot of juggalos like to be suspended is that a fair assumption i wish i could statistics add up (laughs) <laughs> I wish I could zap a video out of my. Can I put a video from my phone in here into the system somehow? Um, we are able send to, it to join Instagram. the Zoom, mm-hmm. or you can send it to us on Instagram. No, because I have. Well, I'm a, I'm a bass jumper, and I jump off stuff with parachutes, mm-hmm. and I know guys who have put hooks in their back, and that's what they use to. And suspended from parachute. a parachute? Oh, what? hell no. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, if you send me a, you send the videos to our Instagram here, if you can pull them up. Okay, let me go find my phone. Oh. <laughs> Avery. There is no when we, way in when we, fuck am I parachuting on flesh up. No. <laughs> when we wrap up the Chicago footage, I would love to take a minute and have you in introduce yourself by the way you just kind of snuck in while we were halfway through um yeah, but i do I know. definitely yeah. want to want to have you introduce yourself because i was uh scrolling through your instagram a little bit and it seems like you do a lot of incredibly exciting things so i uh, do i definitely can't wait to <laughs> hear about do. it we also call yeah. ourselves the unofficial adam france fan club so we talk about adam's work a lot because oh, I've nice. got a lot of his work, and um, Jordan Rukas, who started the show with me, also has a lot of work from Adam. So it just so happens we talk about him all the time. I, I was so lucky to meet Adam, really. So lucky to meet him. Let me go find my phone. Headphones. Oh, oh yeah. Don't pull the thing right off the garage. <laughs> 
Sorry if I show too much suspension footage, guys. It just blows my mind sometimes. You did spotlight like, a lot more people, suspension this time. What people do to themselves. <laughs> See, I thought he was done, and she just swings him again. This is this is how I get so much of this by accident. I just want to catch him doing some cool things, but I got to, like, wait for the moment. And then by the time it's happening, I've half missed it. Uh-huh. Look at it. Oh, man. <laughs> Carl's standing there. He has the mic, and when she gets down, he's he's like, how much you... He asks him how much he weighs, he says, and he asks her how much she weighs, and she says about 100 pounds. He's like, yeah, right. Try 92 at best. Oh, what a gentleman. <laughs> I mean, she was a very petite human. Look at all these people gathered. Like, hell no, to the no, no, no. Out. I mean, we've, we've been to other villain arts together, or villain arts shows together, Ben, and we didn't have, I mean, they just weren't shows of this caliber where we were watching. Right. But it's like, I don't know, the seats are all filled, people are chilling, watching the performers. Um, they had a rad variety of performers, too. Um, this lady was pretty cool. I can't remember how much of her footage I got, but she, she does some crazy things here in a minute. He does some crazy things. Some crazy things. What? I can't remember what music this was. I should, we, I should make it so we have sound. Probably Ramstein. <laughs> I'm a puppy girl. It actually almost fits. <laughs> I was just being silly. Lighting a cigarette. Healthy. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know what she was putting the sunglasses on for. To catch like, the sparks never. right into her eyeball as she tries to light a cigarette. I don't know. Even with sunglasses, I don't think I'd be doing all that. Uh, Captain and Maybell were there, but I feel like I've gotten a ton of their performances, so I was trying specifically to capture a few of the other performers at this one. There's some really nice color stuff going on. The more outer space work that I do, the more I enjoy looking at other people who do it. Just seeing the different uh, the different approaches and the different ways other artists choose to layer and build their colors. Outer space is almost getting to be its own little niche as well, because there's like black outer space with really bright stars and then there's the mix and then there's the aurora or borealis space <laughs> and then there's the um you know what i'm talking about like the deep purples that go to the mm -hmm. blues and then there's like the bright green space like 
Like the crazy nebulas. Yeah, it needs its own little category now. Mm, you know, I'm gonna say that space tattoos are a category. Um, All right, so for we need to start a space tattoo competition. The most far out tattoo. Ooh, far out. Look at Kyle with his zingers. <laughs> Man, speaking of space tattoos, uh, Johnny Andre's up. Uh, he's just outside of Detroit, or maybe he's inside of Detroit. But anyways, at the Motor City Expo, he cleaned house. He got a few awards. His space, he does like space and surrealism, but it's so just smooth and bright and dark where it needs to be dark and the whites all glow true white mm. all the all the boxes he checks them and checks them very well i love his space work like there are a lot of artists who do a lot of space but it's like consistently his jam and i i love looking at his work Everybody's lined up for the sleeve competition. Some of these competitions, there were over a hundred people in the category, and tattoo of the day was like no, thank you. Yeah, so the little bits of uh, I I thought this was a better way to capture some of the the work was just to capture it in line, uh, just because there was so much. Who wants to stand on the edge of the state? Like I wouldn't want to judge those competitions. Those those judges were saints. So another thing about Troy is he sits in and judges a lot of the times too. So like I was saying earlier about him being involved, like on every level with his shows, he really is. Um, he's incredibly easy to get a hold of if you have a problem with something. Between Troy and Carl, they work really well to communicate and delegate and, you know, get things done. It, you know, they are incredibly busy, but it's such a well-oiled machine that they're still very reachable. And when you reach them, the problem is solved immediately. It's really cool. That was the star of the show. Look at him. Oh, look how cute. Oh, there was a squishy uh, bully that I got to play with over the weekend since, you know, my dog's at home. Well, with my sister. Uh, Jamie Savage from the Tommy Supplies and Starbright booth brought hers. Uh, I was wondering if it was Chris. Oh, no. This was a little squishy like Lolo, but only eight months old. He's black and white. Adorable. This piece was so smooth, it was almost hard to get my camera to focus on it. I kind of like, you know, it's cool to like be up on stage or behind the table where they're judging and actually getting the pieces while they're showing them off. But I almost like sneaking up on a person candidly and actually seeing how the tattoos move on them and then getting the still poses like this. Well, um, and a lot of times, too, if he is in best back piece right now, you know what I mean? You just got his whole collection or at least his whole chest. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm -hmm. you, you probably see a lot more tattoo this way and not just the one they're in the competition for. I think so. And the other thing is, is if I'm walking up and down the line and I'm not a judge and I'm not at the table, I can say, who did this? You know, I can kind of get the inside where if I'm on stage, 
you know, they're not supposed to say who did it. But if I'm just talking to them in line, I can I can get that information. Sometimes I zoom in so far, I think it's hard to like let people know, like I'm only in this area because they just move right out of frame. I need to just become a better, better at filming this stuff. No, just <laughs> let them do whatever they want to do. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. Look at those glows on the horizon. Mm. You can feel that napalm glow. Smells <laughs> like napalm in the morning. They, or, look or, at, or, well, there's an atom, uh, atomic cloud and the reflection mm -hmm. of the glasses it might just be fat boy go baby nuke nuke could be fat man could be little boy we don't know the world may never know look at that pink glow coming off of those flames you see that kyle mm-hmm that's wonderful That purple compliment to the orange is beautiful. Oh, you crack me up. You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> well, that's it for the Chicago. I'll stop shoving food down my face now that my camera's live. I mean, sorry it to, always sorry was, to it up on but you. tiny. I'm fine with tiny. So, that was a perfect that's what she said joke and not neither of you. I'm I'm really let down right now. I said it with my eyebrows. <laughs> you did fine. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. So we lost Avery. Kyle, do you want yes. to pull up and screen share his Instagram or should I? I will pull it up. Yeah, he's on the side here trying to get those uh, those videos. Perfect. I was just wanted to kind of show off some pictures that he shared um, until he started introducing himself. Flesh hooked. He didn't say he flesh hooked. There we go. That was, was that just the other day? Yeah, oh, this two, was. Um, he did two days? Two days, yeah. And got tattooed today also, so three days? Mm hmm. Well, you just heard him say that in the 90s, he was getting four tattoos per competition or per convention. Well. Mm-hmm. 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 Ow. Yep. I remember that spot. I remember that spot. Oh, he is covered. Oh. Mm -hmm. Showing off your collection. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's me. I'm helicoptered. Uh oh. All right. You found if you, me. If you want you found to. Me. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Do you want to kind of introduce yourself, Avery? We don't kind of do it. Do it. I mean, do it hey. all the way. Yeah. I'm Avery. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Well, good intro. All right. No, you want to tell us Great a little job. bit about your uh, tattoo collection? 
Oh, my tattoo collection. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Um, I've been getting tattooed a long time. I first got, I got tattooed as soon as I turned 18, I could do whatever I want. Right. And like, it took me, it took me six months to sober up to make my first skydive. And then I immediately went and got a tattoo. Like when I was 18 and a half, that's what I did. So. So for you, skydiving and tattooing or tattoo collecting have kind of just gone hand in hand, huh? They were a couple of things I just like wanted to do when I was a kid. So, yeah. And 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 I just wanted to get a tattoo and I was just going to get the one. And I was just going to go make a skydive just because my dad had tattoos and I wanted one, even though we didn't talk about it. But I wanted one. And my brother was a skydiver. And my parents wouldn't wouldn't allow me to do anything until you know they would not. Yeah, the parents. Nope, can't do anything until you're an adult. So, are you ever really an adult though? No, I'm still twenty. Being eleven. I just celebrated the fortieth anniversary of my twentieth birthday. So that's that's a good anniversary. Yeah. So you had Adam work on you recently, and then did I hear Maddie? You were getting worked on by yeah, Maddie I, today I, as well? Yeah, I, I got a tattoo from Maddie today. Yeah, Adam has been, uh, I was so lucky to meet Adam. Uh, I just met him last year. And I was so lucky to meet Adam because he kind of has a history with some of the work that I had going on from like the 80s, seriously. Mm-hmm. And so... I was really lucky to meet Adam and he did, he re, he just refurbished a whole, he did like my third and fourth coat, so to speak. Yeah. Daddy got a new paint job. Well, so he's done a whole bunch of work on my, on my body all across here. And, and I, and also while I was here, I was like, well, I should get something else too. And I talked to Maddie and she said, yeah, let's do a little piece. So we did that. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Holy cow. The world is quick. <laughs> Trying to pull it up here. I just got that. We give Kyle a real hard time, but he's actually getting really good at all of this stuff. Um, so many of the so. things we do wouldn't wouldn't be possible without Kyle's Kyle's right, navigating. The I got computer. it on the, uh, the little small screen. Yes, there we go. Oh, that's so rad. Nice. There you go. What's is there a story behind this or was this nope. a, something that Maddie had drawn up? We just made it up today. Nice. That's even better. I love it. I love the unicorn horn. I love the wings. Yeah. It's awesome. Little little turtle pegasus. That's rad. And it's a flying turtle unicorn. Thing. Yep. <laughs> thing. <laughs> and his name is Lyle. So there you go. Already got a name. Did you know? Sorry, guys. Them? I just about burnt the house down. Give me a second. <laughs> did you did you already have a name picked out before it was finished, or did it come to you afterwards? No, we just well, I decided right then. Actually, I showed her a picture. 
I said, well, in the end, every turtle's got to have a face, right? So here, here's the face. And so anyway, that's that's Lyle title. Lyle turtle. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I see what and you did a there. Lot, yeah, yeah. And Lyle title and I have a long history. He, the Lyle title was the second person to tattoo me. Tell and, us about uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wandered into the, it was the day before my birthday. And I think it was, it was either, I think it was, well, I'd have to look. It was, I'm sure it was 1983 when I, I was in San Francisco and I wandered into a tattoo shop the day before my birthday. And I wanted to get a tattoo. And there was this like suave tattoo dude in the tattoo shop mall. I mean, I, it was, it was so strange and so long ago. But anyway, I told him, I want to get a tattoo. It's my birthday tomorrow. He's all, well, it's my birthday today. And, and actually, so that was like something that connected Lyle Tuttle and I forever. We had a friendship for decades until uh, he died recently. Uh, God rest his soul. But it was just so funny because he was like this famous guy and I was like a total punk and I had like $45. I'm all, can I get a tattoo? <laughs> So he did. He tattooed me. So nice. good old Lyle. I would have loved and, to have gotten tattooed yeah. by Lyle just to say that I did. I know uh, for a while he was only doing like his signature and that was that. But I would have yep. loved to have gotten yep. that done. Well, I, I didn't get that. I didn't know who he was. And uh, it, it was just a funny encounter that just like... Uh, led to a long time friendship between me and Lyle. So it's pretty stoked. But Wes, who was on a couple of weeks ago, his whole front forearm is Lyle Tuttle as well. I don't think I realized that. Yep. He was how, in how uh, San Francisco that? for cooking um, school and, you know, connected the dot. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep, That's that pretty cool. I don't know how I missed that. Tattoo family web gets smaller. So who else has worked on you? Who me? Yeah. Um. Well, uh, today Maddie was one fifty nine. You've had a hundred and fifty nine oh, people work on you, or a hundred and fifty nine tattoos. I have had 159 people work on me. So, and many of them have tattooed me more than once or twice. So, nice. yeah, I have a lot of coverage from a lot of people from, you know, just, just way back. Like I started getting tattooed. I, I got a tattoo. For, well, the, my first tattoo was from Tawny and uh, that was in a tattoo shop in Lahaina. And me and my buddies were in on Maui, and, we'll, and we all said, ah, we're going to go down and get a tattoo. So I went first, and then all those fuckers chickened out because I winced and <laughs> whined and moaned, and there was blood. It was violent. It's like It was the craziest thing. So then, my, oh, yeah, so tattoos are kind of cool. And then I ended up going to California. And that's when I ended up being in San Francisco and got another tattoo. And then I realized, well, I'm not just going to get one tattoo. I'm going to get another one. And then while I was getting the next one, you're always thinking about, ooh, well, 
I could get this or that. And God, it just snowballed on me. So and into the 80s, well, through the 80s, I got a whole bunch of tattoo work done in San Francisco from just some obscure people like Julifer DeWinter and Greg Coles. And uh, and then I I started hanging out in Erno Zabadi's tattoo shop down in the Fillmore, and there was Fred Corbin and Sonny Tufts and just all these old, old guys. And and so I started getting a bunch of tattoos and until they wanted to kick me out of the shop, they're all, look, <laughs> you're gonna have to start tattooing and we're gonna kick you out of the shop. You gotta do something. So I had to learn how to tattoo. And it was right about that time, I don't know, about 1991, I met Bill Salmon and um, Philip Liu. And that was right when I, uh, I, I met uh, this guy. Um, God, there was so many guys. But anyway, I got a lot of tattoos from people in San Francisco right when tattooing would start to be more socially acceptable, I guess. Uh, when I first had tattoos, you know, you get if you talk to a police officer, they wanted to know where you did time because yep. <laughs> you got tattoos. So, and also we were, I was colorblind then. It was still all just like, everything was like, well, it was, it was all my tattoos were kind of dark and they kind of matched like social thing that we were all, I was, I was totally into the punk rock scene and we're all doing like all this dark shit, getting drunk and going to clubs and partying. Breaking stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> man, so you've you've been getting tattooed all the way through like this evolution of tattooing that we always talk about. How yep. how how different is it to get tattooed now versus uh like during the eighties or early nineties? Oh well, you know, well I in the 80s and i i wouldn't know before that because i couldn't you know i was just a kid so tattoos were just like this fascinating thing you know my father had tattoos but we didn't talk about them because he you know i don't know it was just something about my dad's tattoos he got him when he was in the navy and that goes back to when he was in the war and we didn't talk about the war we didn't you know just we didn't talk about that shit so tattoos were like to me there's always this fascinating thing and my brother and i we used to like try and make little tattoos with needle and thread and you know that's when my first tattoos were me and my brother with needle and thread when we were kids like ah we could make a mark on our skin you know uh but and it was all so tattoos had always been the uh sort of a taboo underground criminal i don't know there was something wrong with tattoos you know when i grew up and and so when i first started getting tattoos it was pretty rebellious even in the in the early 80s to be tattooed and, and if you were tattooed you were going to get questioned but whatever i wanted to get tattooed because once you know once i had one or two or three or four it's like okay that's what we're doing it's on we're getting tattooed uh it's funny how it tips that quickly, huh? You go from like one or two or three to bodysuit. Oh, <laughs> crazy. I'm, I'm like on my third or fourth coat. It's crazy. <laughs> what's, what's funny is, is even in like 
I, I started getting tattooed in 2003, 2004. And it was the same reasoning. It was, I wanted that bubble. I wanted that if you're too narrow-minded to take a second to actually talk to me and figure out that I'm not a total piece of shit, I didn't want to talk to you anyway. So it created this like very nice um, buffer between having to be social with people you didn't necessarily see eye to eye with. Um, and, and then all the all the shows came out. And it, it ruined it. <laughs> they, they started to become pop culture and cool. And I was like, man, now it draws attention. We're used to deter it. Now the little old ladies will be pulling your shorts up, touching right. things. You know that cat bone D lady? Well, you know, yeah. I've, I've done a lot of interesting things in my life. And... <clears throat> Before I met a lot of people, there was, there'd be like communication and a lot of it would be like on the telephone and I would talk to a lot of people on telephone and then I would, I would meet them to take care of whatever business or whatever thing we're doing. It's like, it was always a moment of hesitation and I could always tell from them. It's like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and and but I've never I've never really a, as a complete adult uh, senior 20 year old have never really failed just because of my looks. And there's a lot of things that I just don't get into just because I'm all, you know, what? I'm just not going to like approach that just because I don't want to alarm anybody. And I know it's just like not going to be cool. And then but I, I don't really give a fuck because I'm just doing me. You know, I want to get tattooed and I want to get high and I want to jump off rocks and that's what I do. So, what's the tallest rock you've jumped off of? Oh my goodness, the tallest rock! Uh -huh. You know, I've jumped off the world. I've jumped off the world's tallest building once. Well, not once. I jumped off the building a bunch of times, but once upon a time when the uh, the KL, the, you know, the Patronus Twin Towers in Kuala Lumpur used to be the tallest building in the world. And when it was, me and a bunch of buddies of mine got a job and went down there and we jumped off the building right at the millennium. So it was at the stroke of midnight between the last thousand years and this thousand years. So it was on uh, January 31st, 2000, right? So... 15 of us jumped off the world's tallest building and we jumped from this millennium into the next millennium because we were all in free fall when the clock hit 12 and all the fireworks went off and it was crazy shit. So it can't be broken right. for a thousand years. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. But the quality, that building is not the tallest building in the world anymore. So because we did that in like, you know, 23 years ago now. Yeah. Honestly. I was done 23 off years world. ago. I don't even want to hear that math. <laughs> I've jumped off the world's tallest waterfall, which is Angel Falls in Venezuela. I love waterfalls. And I would love to just take a running leap off of one anytime. 
Yeah, but they're big and it's yeah, I have protection. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. You can only do it once. I want to be the second person to go. I've got (laughs) this vision, and I think maybe you're the right person to talk to about it. So imagine this tiny kayak, okay? Parachute, okay? Niagara Falls. Yeah. Could you take a tiny kayak off of of Niagara Falls with a parachute? No, I wouldn't. Niagara Niagara Falls is not that big. What about one of the, uh, like a paraglider? If you just took like the paraglider, took it off the wheels and then put it on top of a tiny kayak. So you're, you want, you want a kayak. I just have this vision of kayak. You hear the stories like back in the day of people getting in a barrel and oh, rolling over the, barrel, the falls. Yeah. yeah, rolling over the falls and trying to survive. But like tiny right. kayak and a safety net. Hmm. Ben's not buying it. No, Ben's not buying it at all. Sounds like an early yeah. flying machine. Could have been. Could have been. No. Base jumping with a kayak. Sounds like extra weight. Probably hurt your legs. I don't know. That little rock star kayak that I keep wanting real bad is only 28 pounds. Are you just trying to look for a reason to buy a kayak, Vaughn? You know you don't need one. You're a goddamn adult. If you want a kayak, go buy one. I'm probably just going to get one this spring. I support your decision. <laughs> so nobody supports my decision to try and kayak off of Niagara Falls. Not well, as a suicide no. attempt. That's a come. That's just a dumb decision. Can we just throw that out there for half a sec? All right, I we won't like do you. it. We like you in the form that you're Better in. I won't and do it. We don't want you to get taken out by the fall. Well, so I, I looked at my phone and I couldn't find the video. I'm retarded. There's like 12,000 million shits on my on my phone. But if you <laughs> look up on the Internet suspension base, you will find my buddy. Uh, and and that's what he does. And he uh, stars. He goes around and he gets people to do this suspension base thing. And when I was in Malacca, Malaysia, it was in 2018. And that's a lot of stuff on my phone. But anyway, yeah, Malacca, I remember my buddies were doing that. Him and, oh, and uh, Alex. Oh, what? Suspension base? Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. Look at that. Because we were just saw that video of that guy, that guy hanging from those hooks, right? And this is what these nutty people are doing. They are doing suspension base where actually the parachute is just hooked into the meat of their shoulders. It's no. Nuts. Hell no. So the no, no, no. <laughs> nope. Here you go, Ben. No, I, I, if I would have pulled it up on my phone, Kyle. Oh. Around you. I'm going what? with motherfucking ouch. Ouch. So, were you there when this happened, or this is just somebody you know? Well, no, no. I, I, I don't. I was just like, as he was scrolling, I was looking to see if, if the one that we were, yeah, no, I've, I've actually seen people do this. Yeah. So, I've been, I've been right there with him, and, and that time that these two guys. This Australian guy 
and this Russian guy both did it. And I said, hell no, I'm just like not doing that. Yeah, that seems like a lot of trust. Did they do like, did they do the piercings and stuff right there, right before they jumped or did they do that beforehand? And then right there on the spot. Okay. Okay. The the guys lay down on the thing and Stas went over there and he can poked his little meat hook through him and he fed, fed the, uh, he fed a, a little, uh, uh, what part of the thing is that? Yeah. I can't, if you, if you zoom can you zoom in on those pictures you can i can tell you what they're using they're using like these little french hook things yeah look at that there's a like a little it's like a hook with a screw through it mm. yeah mm -hmm. look at that mm. so he would he would pierce the skin and then feed the screw through and then put the hook thing on it oh, it was fucking crazy yeah. Mm -hmm. And then hook up the lines for the parachute on that, and that's what suspended these guys, and that's what they're into. That's crazy. Is this something that they do regularly? Was this just like a, like to commemorate something? Nope. Hell, of people have done it. Look, there's a guy doing it from a cliff right there. What's this guy jumping into? It looks like it's a giant man-made circle. The nuclear reactor, bro. That's what it looks like. Are you base jumping inside of a oh, nuclear yeah, reactor? Yeah, no, the, go down that, that one. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah. Look, suspension base into a fucking tower. Uh, he might even. Oh, no. No, he's doing bungee. He's not even going to use parachute. He's just doing Did you say bungee? bungee? Oh, That's no. A bungee? A suspension. Yeah, a suspension oh. bungee jump. <laughs> nope. Fuck every second yeah. of that. Nope. <laughs> wow. Like, is it Whoa. secured around his waist as like a backup too? I hope. It's got to be. Yeah. No, he's not got... when he. No, when he jumps, his suspension. Right now, all that stuff is hooked up. When when he jumps, it's all attached to his his meat. Like... <laughs> but like hypothetically, if that tore, it that's just it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He's a well, there's an emergency room. Well, go, yeah, go, go go back to the base jumping one. This guy is obviously a fucking wuss. Look at that guy right there. Okay. A, a wuss. That guy is not a wuss. Because <laughs> it's all about the parachute is attached to him. There's no safety cord, no nothing. I mean, I guess that would be like the ultimate feeling like you're flying if that's no. your thing. Yeah, no, I do it. I do it all the time, but I wear a harness. I don't. I don't attach like it. To squirrel my suits. I, yeah. Have I you do ever those. done that? You do the squirrel suit too. Uh huh. I feel like I'd be great in a squirrel suit. Feel like you'd be a good squirrel. Probably. It's it's deep in Probably. your DNA, phone. To run and jump off of things. Be a squirrel. <laughs> oh. I mean, squirrels do that too. That's what they do. Good job, Kyle. I, uh, I don't know if I'd have the, the cojones to do the squirrel suits, though. I mean, Seems to be a lot of room for error. You have a parachute, too. I said what I said. 
So you most of the time, it's the point that like zipping through the canyons just... close to the rocks. Man, I think it'd be so cool to be. I think it'd be so cool to be familiar enough with free falling that you could start to read the air currents and actually like play with them and float with them. And I just feel like that's. I don't know. I really think I'm going to enjoy skydiving once I get the chance to do it. I just mm. love to get like in tune with that skydiving other element. Fun, but I think squirrel suit like stuff's a whole other, whole other level. I don't. I don't think I'm in for that. I'd give it a try. Skydiving and flying squirrel suits and base jumping. And then base jumping squirrel suits and all of those things take a long time, a lot of a lot of dedication, and it's it's nothing that should be rushed into because they're super like they will kill you. That's so all there is to it. One of the things that you know. prevents me from uh, skydiving is I like a lack of organizing the actual time to go. Of course, is highest on the list, but <laughs> that. Uh, the tandem diving like do I know you value your life as much as I value mine absolutely the, the, the last thing the tandem jump master wants to do is fucking die <laughs> because you paid somebody $135 for an experience <laughs> so trust me when you go when you do a tandem skydive you're for sure like in a really good position if that's what you want to do to just go find out what free fall is like. That's you've got to you've got a tandem dive a few times before you can free dive, right? Is that what they call it? Nope and nope. You don't have to do Tell shit. me. School but, me. <laughs> but uh well now nowadays there's a couple methods for learning how to skydive. And you can you can go down and do some tandems, or you can just go right down there and say, "I want to do an AFF thing, which is mm -hmm. called an accelerated free fall course." And you just like immediately start jumping by yourself. First, you have two people with you, you know, one holding your right hand and one holding your left hand, literally for a couple of skydives. Um, when I learned how to skydive. It was completely different. There was no such thing as AFF. There was no such thing as tandem. And basically it was all static line where it was old military style where the airplane opened up your parachute and they just fucking threw your ass out of the airplane. So, <laughs> but, so nowadays there's all kinds of ways to learn. <clears throat> but then there's so many progressions that you're going to make. It's fucking expensive nowadays. Yeah. You want it. Yeah. If you want to go through a progression of here I am standing on the street, I've never jumped out of an airplane, I've never put on a wingsuit, and I want to fly down the mountain like fucking Jeb Corliss or whatever, you know. Well, it takes a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of training and just a lot of dedication and you know it's the thrill's gotta be worth it though. If you want to do it, it's here I am. I'm stoked. I do it all the time. And it took me a long time. I've been jumping out of airplanes for over 40 years. I've been jumping off at stuff for 30 years. And I, I've managed to live through a lot of tra uh, traumatic learning experiences over the decades. But What do you do for a living? Whatever I want. I jump off. <laughs> shit. 
That's a fantastic answer. I, I, I travel. What, what I do for a living is I follow my passions and I love to travel. So I travel and I try and involve jumping and tattooing and my friends and all the people I know. You know, I know a lot of people in Europe. I've spent a lot of time in Europe. I know a lot of people there. I know a lot of people all over the States in Hawaii. And so I, I just like, I just fuck off and do whatever I want. For 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 a little. Will you, will you teach me your ways? Can I just like figure out how to fuck off and do whatever I want? Well, like I say, follow follow your passion. You know, as long as you're doing what you're passionate about, it's not like work. It's just like okay, well, tattooing snails. <laughs> That's the start. We've been trying to talk our buddy Ben here into picking up the craft of tattooing because, like, he lives the whole entire lifestyle. Everybody already thinks he's a tattooer. And he's surrounded by, like, the Red Tree crew. Like, you got the best people to teach you all along the way. That's very true. He's still well, not convinced. Still can't draw stick figures. And nobody asked yeah. for a stick figure tattoo. We're talking about snails, Ben. <laughs> so I was telling you, I was hanging out in Erno's tattoo shop down in Fillmore in San Francisco. And uh, I got a bunch of tattoos and I was always hanging out there because I was a carpenter and I was working in San Francisco and I was always at the shop. And finally, it's like, dude, really? You hang out here all the time. You don't do shit. You smoke a lot of weed. You got to start doing something around the shop. It was just like this weird thing because that's how it was. It was still that, you know, just after the, um, just at the end of the 80s. And, uh, and so Erno told me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you how to tattoo. I'm like, okay. And he collaborated with uh, my other buddy, Bill, and he built me a couple of tat uh, tattoo machines and they tutored me and taught me. And they said, okay, now here you go. You got to, you got to like, you got to be a tattoo artist now because you're just so in engrossed in this little community that we got going on here in San Francisco. And I tattooed like myself and a couple of friends. And then I tattooed like 50 people before I realized I didn't really like to touch people. <laughs> so my, tat my, my tattooing as a tattoo artist experience was really short. And I actually did some pretty cool stuff. And I'm not an artist. So it was all like, you got to bring me something. And I got to be able to copy. And I would go talk to my mentors. Like, how do I pull this off? How do I do it? And, and I learned how to, you know, I had to learn how to make the needles. Because that was back in the days when you couldn't buy needles. You had to make them. Good old Southern Iron. So you learned it all. Yeah, but I it was it's it, you got to be able to handle people and be really personable with whatever walks in the door, right? It is really mm -hmm. funny that you say that. When I first started tattooing, um, I, I've always been one of those people that, like, you know, I. I like being around people. I like socializing, but, you know, just, you know, the way I was raised, personal space is an important thing. And, you know, right. it was just very out of my comfort zone to not only like 
be in somebody's bubble, but to then touch them and feel them breathe and feel like their heart rate increases their anxiety spikes or when it hurts the way that their body reacts differently. Um, I knowing that I didn't necessarily really like touching people or people in my bubble when I first made the decision to try to start tattooing it, I had to like make a mindful conscious decision to set that aside like even though that's an issue that I have I just kind of had to swallow it and just pretend I was okay being in people's space and people being in my space because like when you're tattooing sometimes somebody's arm is wrapped all the way around you and just like I can feel them they can feel me and it's a very you know it's one of those things we don't really talk about it a lot but it's very intrusive to be like tattooing another human well it's it, it most people aren't used to that level of contact regardless of lifestyle it's not very often you have somebody touching you for four six eight ten hours at a time mm-hmm. not just touching you but <clears throat> like, stretching your skin manipulating you pushing on your body leaning on you when you were breath. When you were doing the tattoo removal, did you feel any of that as you were working with people and moving people around? And Well, absolutely, because you have to be in tune with the person. You have to be in motion and, and that connection to make sure your depth is right, mm-hmm. to make sure that you're staying inside of your guidelines and staying inside of your stencil and the things that you needed to be doing. So it was very, um, when I move, you move. Yeah, it's fair. Like that. That's fair. But I, I, I had to pick up a, a little bit of that, but the the six eight months that that was running definitely wasn't enough time to to master that craft for sure. Because I still remember getting people just being like, "Okay, okay, deep breath. <laughs> this should hurt less than your tattoo." Calm Come on. down. Calm down. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we lost. Kyle and Avery. Sorry, guys. Well, he's wonder, the tech guy. If somebody can figure it out, it's the it's him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I wonder. I just wonder if it's a connection issue or if uh, I don't know, maybe dead battery or something somewhere. I don't know. Well, we'll find out here in a sec. We'll give him a minute. It is seven thirty, um, so we could banter back and forth a few minutes. And they, Let's give them a couple they, minutes. Yeah, if they rejoin us, awesome. If not, we can wrap up here in a few. Let's get him back on. Um, Avery's awesome. Adam messaged me the other day and was like, "Hey, I've got a client that I think wants to talk to you." And I was like, "Hmm, he must be cool if Adam's messaging me like this." I didn't right. expect him to be like in studio right now. Yeah, but like to have that kind of a collection, there was no warning at all. Right. It's just like this guy wants to talk to you, but I definitely would love to talk more with Avery. Um, I'm not. It sounds like he travels all over the place. Adam said he wasn't local, but maybe we can, you know, definitely. Or we've exchanged in, information through the grams, but. Well, if he um, is being tattooed by Adam and people at the studio, I'm sure he'll be back around at some point. Yeah, for sure. But it's pretty easy to zoom in. Zoom, 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 zoom. It's not often we plan a remote show, and it was just kind of unfortunate that neither of us were there to be able to uh, uh, I think, facilitate I mean, live. I think it actually went pretty good. Um, I'm not saying it went bad, just, you know. 
I'm up here learning some tech stuff. So Lauren kind of set everything up for me before she left. So it's like a whole nother professional setup. <laughs> All I had to do was like click the link and here we are. Nice. So, but I do nice have my camera. So this is our camera that we have. Oh, you just, just run burgundy it. <laughs> and here's the you camera too. That's well, how we that's I how we got... should that's how we should start running our show. Be like, and back to you, Ben. And back to you, Vaughn. Well, we would have to have an organized conversation. And what's that. what's the tattoo forecast looking like this week? Shitty. <laughs> well, all right. So well, we got we got like an hour and a half in before we had any technology demons. We just um, got a text from the intern that says we lost connection, but you guys are still live. Okay, well. Let me message him. And do you think we should just wrap up? Yeah, let's call it a show. Okay, I'm about to cough. Excuse me. <laughs> do you know that they say that if you catch yourself with a case of the hiccup, that hiccups are derived from a function from when we evolved from fish. So it's a, it's a function that fish also do when they gasp for air. I was just telling somebody else. So when you get those those weird hiccups that you can't stop, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Do you know what the trick to that is? You're supposed to remind yourself, "I am not a fish." I am not a fish. And supposedly, it worked. Talking, I drank all my tasty beverage from Popeyes. That is a tasty beverage. Down to my very last sip of coffee. I'm sorry, fantastic. I was ill-equipped. I was prepared with everything else. I had the footage ready to go. I didn't have a beverage. You did amazing. I didn't have a beverage. I should have had a beverage. I didn't either. I had to get one mid-show. So we, okay. I food prepped Sunday and apparently had made some carrots and a foil pack that I had stuck in the oven to like portion out in a minute and never, never got back to them. So when I turned on the oven to uh, preheat it for uh, LB's, pizza and she was like that's something on fire and sorry mid show i about burned the house off. but you didn't no we're that's good. good i just gotta clean it up now well um kyle says we're still live so i assume he and avery are still watching at least avery thank you for taking the time to join us i would love Absolutely. to have you on again um i would definitely love to communicate and coordinate that um we get something set up Every Thursdays we sit and talk tatties. So, Ben? Tom? Made it to the end of another episode. It surprises me every time still. Every time. Once we, once we, once we make it to the beginning, we're going to make it to the end. <laughs> That's a fair assumption. That's yeah, we a just, fair assumption. Once you start it, it happens. It happens. Um, get a hold of me when you are home so I know that you are home, please. They travel. I will be home this weekend. I'm spending Saturday doing some family stuff, and then I'll be back to work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know. All right. Um. Just let me know you are home and safe. Will do, sir. Uh, We'll be coming at you from 
the Red Tree YouTube studio next week. We'll all be there, right? Yes, ma'am. In person? In person. All right. Well, everybody have a good week. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Bye.